Welcome into the DNVR Fantasy Podcast, our Thursday audio questions, start sits. I've got some trade ideas for you guys. Andre Simone hosting here with Henry Chisholm. How are you doing, Hankster? I'm good. Aw. And uh, Aww. Guy Casavan, <laughs> who, uh, who is here as well. Hi, Guy. You're not even going to ask me how I am because you know. I already know. Guy's in a yeah. in a permanent state of sarcasm and wanting to give us uh, shit so yeah, boy if that I, doesn't just sound like me i know better than to than to step into such traps of course <laughs> we are presented by the good folks at DraftKings sportsbook uh you could if you were a smart man use the insights that we give you on this show and apply them to DraftKings sportsbook with all the great player props and uh, even fantasy-related bets they have. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun week. We've got Green Bay against San Francisco coming up uh, not too long from now. The rare, really nice matchup on a Thursday night. And uh, I don't know, fellas, what do you think? Should we start with some start sits? Or I've got some buy low, sell high propositions for you. Let's go with those first. Okay. Sounds good. I was looking at a few like uh, trade target articles about fantasy. And then I came up with some own names of my own. Some of these guys we've talked about some of these guys, I just want to throw it out there and have a discussion. So I've got some buy low candidates. I've got some sell high candidates. Um, As far as buy low, Miles Sanders, a guy you would target. And if so, what would be, what would be a package you think would be fair to put together for Miles Sanders? Oh boy. Um, so they're on by this week, correct? Uh, yep. yep. They are nailed it. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. So this is a, I think that you need context for any of these trades as well. So mm-hmm. yes, I, I do like him moving forward and into playoffs. The problem is that you kind of have to be in a position to a deal with his bye week coming up and B deal with him potentially being eased back in, in his first game. So the next two weeks, you can't really expect to really get much out of him. So if you're like a four and four team or three and five, and you're like, you need to make the playoffs. This is uh, you, unless you're just being gifted him for some reason. Right. You're going to be um, in a tough spot to make a move for. Yeah, so you you have yeah. to be in like a in a, a spot of leverage, we'll say. Yes. In order to to get him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's for what I would be willing to give up for him. Yeah, you oh, need man. to have a cushion both depth wise and win record wise because you can almost be okay to take on a bit of a loss at the running back position the next couple of weeks knowing that then those returns will uh, far exceed those losses, um, you know, a couple weeks from now. And really with all these buy low candidates, that's kind of true. I think that's a yeah. good point to make while introducing this is, you know, unless a guy's like 
Mike Thomas might be a candidate where that kind of flips because Thomas should be on the field right knows. away. Exactly. There are days when I forget he even exists. Yeah, but I interrupted you as you were getting into the next part of my question. Uh, well, this yeah, this seems like the an instance to me where this, you could find sort of a, a a mutual interest here between two teams, one who is struggling and needs to get rid of uh, Miles Sanders and one who isn't and is willing to pick him up, and you could flip a short-term asset for a long-term asset here because you have a team that needs to win in the moment, in the short-term, and a team that's looking forward to the future. So you might be able to get rid of, um, say, like a DJ Dallas or something with right. some extra add-ons right there because someone's willing to mortgage their future a little bit in order to win in the short term to pick up DJ Dallas, who is looking like a fantastic pickup this week. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, it, like Those things are so situational, though. Like, if you're asking me yes or no, is he a bilo candidate, I will say yes. But then when you add context to it um, and asking me what I'm willing to give up, right. it depends on team makeup and – like obviously like the rules of your league and what your record is and things like that too. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that you, you definitely should go after miles Sanders. If you think he's available Um, 11th in the NFL there, I guess among running backs in points per game, but obviously he's missed some time. I think that you look at guys like, like Jamison Crowder. I'm not sure if he would be quite enough, um, you know, AJ Brown, uh, yeah. that's kind of the tier that I'm looking at. Um, Your argument on AJ Brown is he might have two bonus games, right, guy? Yeah, there is <laughs> that. Oh, dude, I, I need to look into this. I need to find <laughs> out. Bonus game potential. That'd there. be huge. People aren't paying attention totally. to that, I don't think. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if they play two games in a week, how are we going to approach that? I mean, you brought that up on a whim last week, and we're still not sure where that. I know. Going. I can't find it. I'm, I'm looking for it. I can't find no. it. I wonder, Sorry, go like, on. Hank, you were talking. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. But but what do you think of, like, Will Fuller for Miles Sanders? No. That's a no. Really? Why? Yeah. I just think it's going to be so hard to flip a wide receiver for him. Yeah, but I was just say first of all, positional value. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Will Fuller's too erratic, whereas Will Miles Sanders has that consistency. I mean, you look at Boston Scott in his stead. Boston Scott was performing, and I think that Miles Sanders is a better athlete, and I think that they're um Well Miles Sanders was the only good thing about a really bad Eagles offense yeah. when he was healthy. Well, that's what I was about to say. After they went like yeah. They played against Dallas, who is atrocious right now. They're looking like one of the three worst teams in the NFL right now. No, the worst. And they struggled. Like, that was an abysmal game, man. Without mm-hmm. that play that really shouldn't have happened, that a fumble return for a touchdown, that's like a that's a one-score game, right? Like, that's a game that they narrowly win, and they were losing at the half. Like, yeah. the Eagles not being able to just fully take advantage of that matchup. And we're talking also in a fantasy perspective here um they really didn't produce as much as they should have Carson Wentz got you like eight points as a quarterback against yeah he's Dallas bad. where he should have just absolutely murdered them uh that's concerning Miles Sanders is like one of the only good things going for that team and they really kind of it seems like at this point they're building what little offense they have left around him and they need him back to you know execute that um so him coming back is gonna be far more valuable in my eyes than Will Fuller who even though Deshaun Watson is looking better, 
Um, I mean, there were rumors that they were trying to trade him away to Green Bay, so that could create some friction between him and the team. Um, they I mean, also it have. It sounds like there is friction, and that—that's the other point yeah. that I would add is, yeah, maybe it, you know that being in the headlines is going to hurt Will Fuller's value. And the ball a gets spread bit, around more. Right or not. Yeah, the ball gets spread around more in Houston too. I mean, like we have our season-long bet going right now with Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and you know the other wide receivers, and then there's also David Johnson. Deshaun Watson likes to you know move all his legs as well, so. All right, you sound pretty bullish on him, guys. So let's throw some tough questions on would you rather the rest of the year. Try to put your personal bias aside. Would you rather would you flip Kareem Hunt for Miles Sanders? Because as you said, Miles Sanders was performing at a really high level. And how much do you trust that Cleveland offense? Chubb is Chubb coming back? Yeah, he is potentially. That that would be a yes. There you go. Okay. Um, Especially considering they still have to play Pittsburgh one more time, Baltimore one more time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But they also have Cincy one more time, and they wrecked Cincy. Yeah. That was like that was a feast that day. But then at the same time, like you said, Bradley Chubb's coming back. Um, Worth mentioning, they play each other in two weeks, both on a bye this week. And Houston, yeah. Philly, Jacksonville, the next three for Hunt, which make him appealing. He's also got the Giants and Jets coming up during the playoff. Yeah, wow. Dude, this I, is a much tougher question than I even thought it would be when I first played. Yeah, I didn't fully look at the schedules. I just knew that they had to play Baltimore mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh one more time. Uh, I would still say yes, though, because there's less competition, I think. I think so, too. Um, but that's a good one. That's like about as high as I'd go. Um, what about like James Conner, who's been great? We, we frankly haven't talked about him enough. But, you know, James Conner is one of those guys. He's a little bit the Will Fuller of running backs. You know, you worry like, is there an injury around the corner? Yes, but he also he hasn't injured himself yet this season. So I don't like... <laughs> I think it's a little bit of name recognition that gets you to that point when I think you have mm-hmm. to give him credit for staying healthy this season, but also like once you get into these colder months, especially in a, in a climate where you're going to see more winter games, I think there's going to be more game script for him there. And also, you know, big Ben being older and them wanting to protect him more going into the playoffs, especially with them having the record that they have. Um, they're known for being, like I'd say more conservative going into the playoffs. So I think that I you think James Connor is actually good. Yeah. I think that he's going to see more usage. No, um, I'd probably keep Connor as well. Yeah. I, would, I think I would keep Connor in that. You're instance. not in a position where you need to, I would say David Johnson, too. Todd Gurley, who's a, who've exceeded. Yes. Better defense as well. Better team in general. Um, yeah. You know, like, Ronald Jones might have been a nice candidate, but he kind of blew that last week. I was hoping to get to him today. Um, What about other injured RB1s who will come back soon? Joe Mixon. Mixon, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake. Probably rather Sanders to any of those guys, right? It's probably more of a conversation with Carson. I, I would say Carson's the only one you would have a conversation about. Joe yeah. Mixon, I'd like him to do a decent amount of work, but uh But I like Sanders more. Just yeah. I think that because the, the Bengals have more weapons. Mm-hmm. Like their passing attack is actually 
Like it's pretty good. Like Joe no, Burrow is right. looking the, better and better. Their three wide Burrow looks great. Gio Bernard's played well. Yeah. So um, they yeah. can they can uh, they can play a little bit safer with Mixon. Yeah. No. Instead I of think. getting him too involved too quickly, coming back from an injury, they can ease him back. Whereas Philly is just like they're oh. fighting for their lives right now. The Bengals are out of the playoffs, so I think that things favor like the this the narrative. I guess we'll say favors miles sanders a little bit more if you have miles sanders and someone at, proposes chris carson to you though do you flip them for chris carson or am i yeah. getting miles sanders like which would i rather have i would rather yeah, have miles which sanders side personally i think so i'd rather too. have miles sanders i think so too. Uh, chris carson i would say is like he's he's close behind um close i like the way he was playing this season and uh but dude seattle like the way dj dallas played kind of scares me what you think he could take the role from him? He could take enough catches, enough touches to it's funny give like, Miles Sanders the edge. Miles Sanders doesn't have that kind of competition. Yet. Yeah. When a guy's out with an injury like that, you look at it and you're like, you want the team to still be producing at the position because you want to know that the guy, when he comes back, is going to get volume and he's going to be involved. But you don't want his replacement to outperform him too much because you don't want the position to get usurped. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's like no. a double-edged sword. I, I, DJ Dallas has played well, but at the same time, yeah, I, I think that's Chris Carson's job. Yeah, man. I, I think, think it's that definitely Chris Carson's job. Yeah, I think what's his name? Uh, who's the coach? Choose a lot of gum. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. I think that he's shown a lot of support for uh, Carson publicly as well, yeah, which they like Carson. Uh, oh yeah. He's the gone other, out of his way to say nice things about him. So the other injured RB question would be Aaron Jones, but I think we all agree Aaron Jones, we would rather have over Miles Sanders. Especially considering everybody else in the RB room right now is potentially out with COVID. We're going to get so to that. He would literally have not a single person competing with him for stats. Like they would have a guy who was actually a wide receiver. I forget his name. He would be his biggest competition for snaps, which is to say zero. So like they're pulling guys off the practice squad. They're pulling guys off the streets of Green Bay right now to try to get depth at running back. So if Aaron Jones did come back, which I don't think he's going to, before that COVID thing clears up, then yeah, that wouldn't be a question. Yeah. Um, all right. Another by low candidate, and we've kind of touched on the next three, but I just want to dig in a little further if needed. Zeke. No. No. Not for me. No, there's just no reason to think that, like, uh, other than it being Ezekiel Elliott, and we've seen him put up numbers before, there's no reason to think that this Cowboys offense is going to get it together. He has really struggled. It's just stay away from that offense. He's kind of in a gray area where he may be, like, the season started off a little slow, but he still had, like, four of his first five weeks in PPRs were 20-plus points. Um, so he was made, he was kind of entering underrated area. And then with the QB injury, maybe his value went down when you could have argued his argue, his value went up because they should have run the ball more. Now is now he's gone so far the other way um, that even though he's like, like he's so underperforming that, yeah, he's underrated, but he's not at a point where you can buy super low because he's still Zeke Elliott. And, someone's not just going to sell him off for like basically nothing. 
Um, so the value is just never going to match up for you to truly get like nice value for his fantasy value to appreciate enough to justify that move. <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah, I want, I want nothing to do with him right now. Yeah. Just looking at the way that team is performing without uh, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And they're, yeah. they're going to go through this again during the offseason of trying to place him on a, uh, on a what's it called, on a tender or something. They're not going to want to give him a long-term deal because of the injury, but you can see what happens to this team when they don't have Dak Prescott and you see how much yeah. they need him. It's pretty absurd. Well, and the other thing is in dynasties, uh, you might want to think long and hard about, um, you know, trying to, it, it's time to sell Zeke in your dynasty. But again, I was going to say, like you said, though, we've gone too far. Proper value for him. We've yeah. gone too far. You need to, you need to wait for the correction to come. At the very yeah. least, wait until the beginning of next yeah. season. Like, yeah. Not until the games are played, but as the season's right around the corner, people will start to forget just how bad Zeke was this year. Right. If you want to sell him, wait until then. Stacks back and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Let the Cowboys' excitement build again. I agree. Um, Mike Thomas should be back. Uh, it's been some tricky stuff in the off season. He definitely fits that mold of you know you need to be in kind of a luxury spot to take on Michael Thomas right now. Um, but I think he's kind of the epitome of a buy low candidate right now. Yeah. If you were going to buy low, I think you had to do it a couple weeks ago. I think it's too late now because anyone who has been holding on to him, they've been waiting for this moment and for them to have sat and waited on that asset only to flip it right before they're actually able to recoup any value. Uh, you'd have to be giving them a lot, and I think they'd be asking for a lot. Um, yeah, and in the standard see- league, that team's probably losing, or they've yeah. been able to win in spite of Michael Thomas and are not ready to to flip them. In dynasties or keepers, this makes more sense. If you're like, okay, well, Mike Thomas never worked out. I'm better off losing games or kind of like rebuilding anyways. Then that's one where you might be able to take advantage of yeah. him coming back. See, for like bilo for bilo candidates for me, you have to like if it's an injury, you have to get them several weeks before they come back for their injury because people yeah. are they kind of have the same idea and you can't wait till the last second to get them because then their value is right back where it was before the injury. And, and you're if almost they're not injured, overpaying because you're like because they're coming know. back for injury, you're like paying for them at full price when they might be more like 80% coming back from their injury. Yeah, exactly. Whereas well, like if it's a guy that isn't injured and they're underperforming, then you have to really like crunch the numbers and look at matchups and things like that. Those are for me, better by low candidates because you will have done more of your research over your opponent who is just looking at their strictly their week by week numbers and seeing them going down. What are the realistic expectations for Michael Thomas? Like the rest of the season, is he, is he a top five receiver or should we anticipate him not being himself because of everything that they've been going through? Cause I honestly don't know. I mean, have you been watching the saints lately? Because they don't look good and they right. like well, Alvin Kamara has been getting an absurd amount of work, which is just part of the concern is they're not, it shocks good. me every single week to watch how much work Kamara gets and to, 
as a defense, you know exactly what he's going to be doing, and he still does it. It's ludicrous to me. But that team needs Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas is a very good athlete as well. Um, I think maybe the first week he might come back and be a little bit, you know, like shaking off the rust. But after that, I see no reason why he shouldn't go back to top five, at least top ten. Because, like, that's a, that that's a passing same. offense. And yeah, Drew I mean. Brees and he have a connection and a history. And he has a history of being the best wide receiver fantasy-wise in the NFL. So I don't see any reason to doubt him until he proves me otherwise. No, and I mean his hands, his hands yeah. and route running. It's it's the technical skills that aren't super reliant on athleticism. His size that really and his competition is Alvin Kamara and no one else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think he has a, a pretty safe buy-in if you can. Like again, yeah. in a dynasty for that playoff run, he might cost you a pretty penny, but he's probably worth investing in. If that's well, if you're in a dynasty, I would actually think about selling because who's coming after where you're at yeah is it the Jamin winston show after drew Brees retires because this is pretty much guaranteed to be drew Brees last season right so do you i mean i don't know about guaranteed but like an 80 percent chance do you want to deal with michael thomas being thrown to by Jameis winston or someone else after this i don't know i think this is going to be i mean like what, right when he comes yes. back from this injury, when he has his first couple games in a dynasty, I would think about selling him because that's when his value is going to be at the highest. Personally, that's what I would say. Until I mean, once you start to get to the end of the season, people start to realize Drew Brees is on his way out. That might start bringing his value down, and then from there, it's only going to go further. And I think to get the most out of him, you probably eighty-six him. Mike Evans had no issues with yeah. Jameis Winston. Nor Chris. Nor did Chris Godwin. Yeah. 5,000 yards passing, led the league, or second to Dak Prescott. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think also Mike sitting Thomas out going into a new offense, though, up. like uh, still tossing up lots of yards for fantasy purposes. May it hurt also, the win like, loss. Bruce Arians willing to just be more cavalier with the offense than Sean Payton. Is Sean Payton going to stay in New Orleans after this? Yes, Who knows? Probably. There's really. I thought they were I mean, talking about his job being on the line, and he's so connected to Breeze that, like, if Breeze lo- leaves, then like. I like the long-term thinking, but I think you're overthinking. I think Michael right. Thomas is pretty quarterback-proof. And again, if you're if you're making a playoff run and you really think you could, you know, a guy like Michael Thomas could put you over the top in contention, I, I would target him in keepers or dynasty. Sell high. We talked about Mike Evans last week. Um, that's kind of a reiteration. We also talked about Lamar Jackson as a buy low. Um, and how, you know, Lamar, you might have to wait a couple weeks, but then come December in that playoff stretch, he would really reward you. But the sell high candidate I want to talk about is Chase Edmonds. Oh. Number one offense in the NFL. Uh, He's ran and looked better than Kenyon Drake, but Drake's return should be around the corner. I think he's a I think he's a hold for now for me personally. Cause I think you got him for next to nothing and no, I would hold, man. I'm but as a you got as a Kenyon Drake owner. I know, but that as a Kenyon Drake out. owner, I'm I'm very concerned about how he's going to perform when he comes back and what his role in the offense is gonna be. They're not utilizing him properly. And Chase Edmonds is getting the role that I want for Kenyon Drake. And Chase Edmonds is excelling in that role. If you're asking me between the two, which one I would rather have, like right now, if I have my team 
and I have to drop one of the two, and I have both Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake, and I have to drop one of the two, I'm probably dropping Kenyon Drake. Yeah. From now until the rest of the season, you would rather Edmonds over Drake. Yes. Just setting aside name value with the production and what they've done with the role they've been given, and I think that Chase Edmonds has been able to stay healthy, obviously, whereas Kenyon Drake, he started the season battling an injury, and then he had to miss games due to an injury. If you, if you took away the names and I told you their stats, their usages, everything else, and what they were doing with the roles they were being given and then their injuries and everything and the games they played, the games they've missed, you would take Chase Edmonds, I think. Yeah. No, I Just think setting aside the name. You're right. But would you also look at it and say, when Kenyon Drake comes back, at the very least, he's going mm-hmm. to cut into that mm-hmm. workload mm-hmm. and you might be better off not dealing with that in the middle of a playoff run. Right. Like from an Edmonds versus Drake conversation, yes. It's a it's a gutsy call, but I think I would lean Edmonds. I think Cliff Kingsbury will be smart enough to realize, look, this is the better performing back. But from a just fantasy stock, you know, would I flip him for maybe Jamison Crowder, who's just coming back from the IR because, you know, again, I got him for next for nothing. Maybe I don't need that depth at running back when Edmonds is in the conversation versus a Chris Carson or a Zeke Elliott. Um, you know, other candidates like that, kind of borderline starters at RB2 or wide receiver two or in your flex. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would consider flipping Chase Edmonds for someone like that who might upgrade my, uh, my roster more in that final stretch uh, in December and come playoffs. Yeah, let's Chase say hypothetically, Edmonds though. Sorry, or girlfriend. Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, me too. Same. But, like, I think that it, we're, we, again, go into, like, the roster makeup. Like, if you if you have depth at running back and you don't need him, sure, sell him. But, like, these bye weeks that are coming up, like, this last one was tough for me. This one upcoming is tough for me as well because Philly and Cincinnati on her by. So that's Mixon and Sanders that are both out. You've got injuries to guys like Carson and Jones. So mm-hmm. if you have a team where like you're hurting between buys and injuries and you need running backs, you shouldn't be going, going out of your way to sell Chase Evans because you think you can get good value for him and get a Jameson Crowder in return, which would be in a vacuum, a great trade. But if all of a sudden now you have to like, who are you playing at running back if you got rid of them, you know? So like, it depends on, what but there's some legitimate like. risk with that Edmonds with Drake coming back that the touches just that he still, you know, does really nice as a third down back. Maybe his role gets increased by 20%, but it's not enough for either to be truly fantasy viable. That's the yeah. risk here, you know? So, um, so that's our, that's our one split right there is uh, on on Chase Edmonds so far on these buy low sell high candidates. What about Todd Gurley in uh I mean I have a lot of running backs here from Gurley to Montgomery to James Robinson as potential sell high candidates. Obviously we knew we know the value of running back is uh you know it is what it is. Um so that's baked into all of this. James Robinson is who I'd start with because I'm in kind of sell, sell, sell anything I can 
from my stock in the Jacksonville offense. Um, I agree with that, especially like now no, that no Minshew. Yeah, no, yeah. It, people are going to realize this week that having anyone on that offense without Minshew and with Jake Luton was absolutely horrible um, is is going to be a mess for those wide receivers in Jacksonville. I'm afraid even for James Robinson, who keeps on being like a top five performer in fantasy at the running back position, especially in PPRs. Yeah. I mean, 120 rushing yards, I guess week seven, they had the bye last week. Maybe that does mean that it's time to sell him because the numbers had been a little bit lower than they were to start the season in the few weeks leading up to that. Well, and I mean, I think he was a definite sell almost low at one point, and then he revived his stock in that last game against the Chargers with a 31-point game in PPRs. And I worry maybe this is a, a bit of a last-chance saloon with uh, selling Robinson this week or regret yeah, I think the early part of the game will favor him because they want to take pressure off of the new quarterback, but yes. then they're going to start to get behind and they're, he's not going to have a chance to be a part of the game script at that point. Yeah, I agree. Um, but oof, I mean, he's going to get volume. It's just, you know, our defenses are probably going to stack the box against him. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's getting it. Houston's a nice matchup this week. Green Bay, eh. Pittsburgh, bad. Cleveland, nice. Minnesota, meh. Tennessee, nice. Playoffs, you're going to face Baltimore and Chicago. Oh, boy. Yeah. Then yeah so if he's solid. one of your starting running backs and you're thinking you're going to make a playoff push, I would I would highly suggest trying to sell him for... Not even just that. You don't. I don't think you want to experiment with what the hell is going to happen in Jacksonville. Even exactly. if he has a, a first couple of good games, I would rather miss out on those. Oh, and yeah. get good value for him before it just absolutely tanks. And then he goes into some really bad matchups. Yeah. And I think some of those injured running backs we just talked about would be nice targets. If, if you can pull that off, yeah. Antonio Gibson, a guy you brought up, Hank, I think he'd be a decent target for James Robinson. Who's definitely outperformed him. You're not going to love it. Uh, but Deandre Swift is a guy I'd, I'd maybe try to target. Um, especially in PPRs. DeAndre Swift's value is significantly different in PPRs than it is. Um, in you say that, but also Matt Stafford just got put on the COVID-19 list. How's that going to affect DeAndre Swift's that. PPR yeah. value That's in the next couple point. weeks? Who knows? Next couple weeks. I mean, phew, it's all an unknown. J.K. Dobbins, a guy who I'm not going to love this week, but long-term I've talked about how I'm buying him. Shoot. <laughs> Chase Edmonds. You wouldn't go straight up James Robinson for J.K. Dobbins. Like you would have him involved in a package, right? Because I think you can get I would, more. I would try James to Robinson certainly. Than just J.K. Dobbins. Yes, yes. J.K. Certainly. Dobbins is a, basically a waiver wire pickup right now, and then that would mean that if you would do that trade one for one, that almost says that you're willing to just drop James Robinson to waivers. What about Zach Moss for James Robinson? One for one? I mean, if I had James Robinson, I'd be looking for more than that. Picky, man. Yeah, I mean, because at this point. A week for next week, you might not be able to get Zach Moss for James Robinson. I'm just telling you, you want to sell high now, but you might regret having been too picky about a trade before week nine by the time we get to week 10. That's uh, but a, at the same time, middle ground though. James Robinson is running back five, sixth in terms of is. average points per game. I know. So I 
I, I guess you're like asking the right questions though, because I, I definitely could talk myself into Zach Moss instead of James Robinson. But I agree with Guy that if you're trading him at this point, you should be able to get a little bit more out of him. In an ideal world, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because then <sighs> top 20 guys, he's going to be hard to flip for a top 20 guy. He is. Like Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley I have on my potential, you know, sell high list. Huh. That's a tough one. Mm. Because, <laughs> you know, I had all my complaints about Todd Gurley before the season, and he definitely is not the same running back that he was before, but he's still really strong. Yeah. And you can give him the ball, and he'll go break a tackle and pick up four yards, which is really nice around the red zone. So I, even if he doesn't want to score, he still does. Exactly. You're here. Exactly. I like the way the new coach is, uh, or the interim, I guess, is uh, using him though. So they're playing well. I'm encouraged by Todd Gurley. I know that you're going to say injury around the corner. Sure. But I think that I think that for now you hold on to what you've got because it's one of the few like consistent assets, and I think that selling consistency right now in, in a league that's so inconsistent, I think is uh, I think that's looking too far ahead. I'll just say this on Todd Gurley, probably too hard to move and like sell high on anyways. But if I'm a Todd Gurley owner, my spidey sense is uber tingling that you need to pick up Brian Hill as a handcuff. Brian Hill is looking better and better, getting more and more touches. Todd Gurley has only had 20 carries three games this year. So they are trying to split that workload. Injury is around the corner guy. So even um, if you're not a Todd Gurley. Owner, <laughs> Brian should... Hill's kind of sneaky pickup, you know? Yeah. Yep. Nope. We agree on that. Um, I don't even, uh, you know, Jacksonville wide receivers kind of baked into everything else. Uh, Todd Gurley, we talked about David Montgomery, but um, he feels like another, who wants him? Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of stuck. Kind of what? stuck with David Montgomery. Uh, he's been actually Montgomery? like... Yeah, he's been decent as an RB too. He's had double digits like every single week, right? Let me, let me look this up real quick. So you say sell high, no. It's a hold for me. You're saying nobody would want him. If someone was selling David Montgomery, I would pick him up, dude. Yeah, well, but it almost I mean, feels like a buy what? low candidate for me. If someone is not valuing him properly as a consistent RB two, like a don't even think about it, plug and play. Like in PPRs, the last three weeks: thirteen point seven, eleven point nine, twelve point five. What I mean, are you turning those down? You don't want those. It's not great, man. It's not great. Yeah, in terms that's of that's your RB two. That's a guy that you got in the fifth or sixth round. And with all the other like injuries and bye weeks and everything else, why would you not want that at running back? That's because your RB too. He's bad at running back. It's kind of similar to like Kenyon Drake or Jonathan Taylor. Where you don't want a guy that's averaging 12 points on your team as an RB2. has all the touches right now, but he's so bad at real life football that he could easily just be like supplanted by, by who? Like, a backup. I mean, they're running back Cohen's out for the season. It's Ryan Nall is like their backup. Um, but, you know, you never know. In the there's, no, there's no threat to his job as far as I can tell. Hey, you would have said the same has... about Jordan Wilkins until Jonathan Taylor got complete, completely 
lost his job. I guess. It's the NFL, man. In but I see, I see a 19-point week in here, a 23-point week as well. Yeah, those are the two good weeks he's had all season. Yeah. Like, in terms of points per game, he's right in between Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Swift. Well, real quick, like, though. Like it's just that mean... where it's like Miles Gaskin, Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Taylor, Kenyon Drake, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Daryl Henderson, Chase Edmonds, Jamal Williams. Like, Let that it, sink in. As many points per game as DeAndre Swift. Oof. Yeah, I've come around on DeAndre Swift, and you guys are <laughs> championing him and then taking a dump on David Montgomery. Let's look real quick at his schedule coming up. He's got Tennessee this week, which, come yeah. on, do I need to sell Tennessee Decent. to you? Decent. He gets to see Minnesota twice. He gets to see Green Bay twice, who they can easily – I think they're the they're 32nd right now in the league in run defense. After Bay. what Dalvin Cook did to them a week ago, I'm sure they are. Right. Yeah, that was ugly. And then he has Detroit, Houston, and Jacksonville. Right now, like he has his bye mixed in there as well, but I don't see a single defense that worries me about David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that worries you is that that offense is terrible and he in it is also bad. But it has been terrible the whole time and he's still been producing – finish numbers in it as an rb2 uh-huh. i don't see why you had these same arguments you're... about Kenyon drake and jonathan taylor and those guys have fallen by the wayside that production <sighs> will drop off if you're just really bad at real football for too long in the nfl and you and, guys have been working so hard to sell me on deandre swift and i've come around but i'm saying like <laughs> bad at real football means like 3.8 yards per average um it means but also like, volume is volume is so important in just but looking at he's getting right now. 10, 10, 19, 19 14, 14, 21. 21. Come on, man. And he's getting some receiving work too. Seven, four, five, two. Yeah. And he's, he's seen mean, targets. Again, eight, five, five, again, five. These are the arguments you were waking about Kenyon Drake and Jonathan Taylor. I do think, <laughs> I, I, mean, like, <laughs> I feel like David but there's Montgomery. No, but there's no competition for him, is my point. There's competition. There was, there's no competition there was until there Hines. is in the NFL, is the point, though. <laughs> Okay, we're yeah. making a season-long bet here. Let's do it. I think that's the only way to, to <laughs> solve this. Let's just – okay, so right now his average is pretty much, what, 12 points per game, David Montgomery will say? Mm-hmm. Yep. So for the in PPRs, full PPR. Okay, so we'll say over-under, over-under 12 for the rest of the season. I'll take the over. Points Sounds per great. game. Sounds great. No, oh, perfect. Hank, where you at? Mark that down. Uh, I'll take the under. I feel like he's hit his ceiling. Like, I don't see things <laughs> getting better, but I could easily see things getting worse. Yes. All right. I mean, that is the direction. It's the only way to solve this. Yeah. For sure. That is a great way to end the um, buy low, sell highs. I didn't know what to expect from that, so I'm, I'm quite satisfied. Well done, fellas. Uh, before we move on into all our start sits, try to tackle some questions from you guys this week related to our start sits. I want to remind you our presenting sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, download their phenomenal app, best in the business, um, and use promo code DMVR when you sign up to get this can't miss offer. Um, what's the can't miss offer this week, Henry? You've been doing these reads. Can't miss offer is a it's risk-free, it's insurance on your bets. 
Oh, um, right. Worth a yes. hundred dollars in, uh, in site credits. If you get your bets wrong. Right. You sign right. up and you have like a hundred bucks that are covered. Um, if you're a first time user, if you are a returning user, you have all sorts of other great deals. They always match your deposit bonus. Um, now you have that sort of coverage. There's a, the first touchdown to be scored, which are always fun bets to put out there that have uh, insurances back on that one. We've got Thursday night. We've got the Rams. We've got some great college games coming on Friday. And I mean, just a full slate over the weekend because now your Pac-12 is back. Um, it's never ending. Hank. So uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and don't miss out on all these great deals. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into some start sits. I don't want to go too, 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 too long on this um, because I also want to leave some time for the questions. Let's start with the quarterback position. Um, go ahead, Hank. Who stands out to you as someone you would start or sit this week? Um, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm trying to think through tonight's game because Green Bay should be throwing the ball all over the 49ers. I think Aaron Rodgers has to be a big start, but that is probably goes without saying. Um, I could see it being a Matt Ryan week. I know how much oh, we like the, the Broncos Thank defense. Thank you. But it's it, it come really... on, man. I've been telling people that the Broncos defense is not as good as they think you're wrong. Right the stats prove that you are incorrect. So, Justin Herbert had a top 10 week last week, dude. In fantasy, he threw two picks. But like, we're talking, this is a fantasy game, show. This if is you a fantasy the show. Game, there are a lot of <laughs> fluky performances that have led to quarterbacks performing well, and that's going to be corrected. Like, I'm just I, telling I, you. I just don't know what you're fantasy, watching. He got a top 10 fantasy week. That's what you so want. You won the wager, and we talked teams. about that last week. But to <laughs> think that every week the Broncos are going to be feasted on by quarterbacks would be an incorrect take. And I'll, I'll gladly take okay. Broncos quarterbacks more often than not outside of the top 10 from here on the rest of the season if that's a wager you want to take on. I'm just saying this is we're talking about Matt. Would you Ryan. like to we're take about that Julio back. Jones of this mm -hmm. week specifically? Injured Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Okay. Injured AJ Bouye. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm Potentially saying, injured uh, this, Shelby, this is, Shelby Harris. No Shelby too. Yeah, well, he's on COVID, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're missing five of their starters this week. Broncos are on defense. Yeah. Bouye Harris. Vaughn. I mean, and then the other guys they've been missing Purcell, year yeah. round. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Purcell's doesn't play on passing downs. I don't know if you knew this. I know that, but that's less pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, Matt Ryan isn't going to be affected by Mark Purcell not being out there, guy. Let's get the facts correct here, buddy. So anyway. Matt Ryan is a sit for me. Thank you, Hank, for getting us going on that. I will take Wait. any bets you would like to yep. place on Matt We're Ryan. Yeah, Matt yeah. Ryan, top 10 quarterback this week. Sounds great. Thank you, you with me. Come on, Hank. You just put 12. him. You just put him as a start. I was, and you're not going to take that bet. Kind of talking to myself. What I like better is Julio. I will say I do think that Julio oh, 
is gonna do it to the Broncos. Hank, you're chickening out on me. You look so good. I cannot That's believe a, this. It's it, I'm on the fence about Hank's it. takes are like his favorite food. Bland. Mayonnaise. Oh yeah. Milk, white rice, plain white rice. Those are your favorite foods, right? Just bland <laughs> takes, bland foods, man. I mean, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know that Julio as a start with Calvin Ridley out is uh, the hottest of takes. No, it really isn't. But All uh, right, so I have a couple starts and sits for you as Henry tries okay. to figure <laughs> out the notes that he has. Barging in there, yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. um, I will be sitting Lamar Jackson this week. We've talked about it. He is a nice buy, low candidate, but the next couple weeks won't be great for him. Hate that Colts matchup. Uh, good run defense and that should play right into their hand and should really hurt Lamar. So Lamar, if you can, I would bench him guys. I might bench him for include cam Newton, who was on his fantasy deathbed two weeks ago, but against the New York jets love that matchup. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep it in the, uh, and if or AFC East there, sorry. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to like this pick or not, but I think Josh Allen's going to have a, a a bounce back week this week. Come on, it's Seattle. This is like this is the defense that everybody gets right against, and uh, they also they, not only bad at defending the pass, but also bad at defending the run. So he has a chance to scramble and pick up yards with his feet. Uh, we got Stephon Diggs and uh, John Brown with plus matchups this week against uh, Quentin Dunbar and Trey Flowers, respectively, who are just horrendous. They are just hemorrhaging points at opposing wide receivers. Uh, I'm looking right now, Quentin Dunbar (laughs) is giving up a points-per-game average of 23.7 to guys that he faces. That's ludicrous, man. That's like that's up there with Harrison Hand for league high. That's horrible. And Trey Flowers giving up 14.5. So uh, this is definitely a get-right game for me, for Josh Allen, I think. On both sides of the ball, I think it's going to be high scoring because, you know, Tredavious White is good, but Russell Wilson is MVP caliber. So I see this being a a, a high scoring game. Uh, This is one I'm very excited to watch because the Bills right now are just, they have a stranglehold on the AFC East. So they're almost, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to jinx Buffalo, but they're probably going to be going to the playoffs. And then you're looking at the Seahawks who they're like, in the NFC, they're probably the favorites to be in the Super Bowl, correct? I think most people would say Tampa Bay, but yeah, Seahawks are top two or three. Mm-hmm. I think oh, Seattle man. just doesn't have any defense. Yeah, I get that, but Russell Russell Wilson's needs to play MVP like season. perfect football every game. But has he not played perfect football like every game? Even when they He's lost to the one. Cardinals, they still scored like thirty-seven points. Right, and the game he lost though, two picks kind of proved to be the difference. Yeah. I guess. That's, but I still, mean, that's what I mean by perfect. To win yeah. games, he can't be throwing two picks and doing stuff like that. Yeah. They're asking Bring a it lot back, though. Josh Allen, I think it's going to be a great start this week, especially considering the duds that he's had in the weeks past. I think this is a get-right game for him. And, I mean, I don't know if it'll fix him long-term, but for this week, I think it'll be a good one for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I like him as a start. I think that this is going to be a really big week for Josh Allen um just from an evaluation standpoint because if he doesn't bounce back this week then it's really time to hit the panic button yeah Um, Yeah, i agree with that but i do think that he will bounce back um i'll throw a big ben out there 
again, not the hottest take. He's playing the Cowboys, but uh, <laughs> definitely though. Yeah, you gotta start him. Personally, for Got me, to. this screams more of a uh, James Conner week because I think that they get up early and then they just they just hang out, run the ball, finish the game out nice and easy. But if he Probably has a big week, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Yeah. yeah. Tannehill's a sit for me. He's been fun to ride for a little bit, but we've talked about that Chicago matchup is a tough one for opposing quarterbacks and definitely one I would stay away from. If you have Tannehill on your roster, you almost certainly have a starter with a bigger name that you can uh, bench him for. I also think that New Orleans-Tampa Bay matchup, you're going to, all the hype will be about Breeze and Brady and, Mike Evans and Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara and all these offensive weapons. It's going to be a defensive struggle. Go another route. Don't stick with the two veterans. Um, and then, yeah, Matt Ryan, who we talked about already is my stit. My two starts is another head to head matchup. Um, that Vegas chargers uh, matchup, I think is going to be a lot of points. So you come yeah. around Justin Herbert, huh? Yeah, no, I mean, He's been productive fantasy wise and uh, against the Raiders. Yeah. That's going to be a really nice start for you. Here's a question for you. If Nick Foles is available on the waiver wire and you've got one of those sick candidates, you don't think Nick Foles against Tennessee? Cause you've, you've said a lot about how you think Tennessee is like a bottom five defense in the NFL right now. I have, I have, you don't think that Nick Foles, no bottom five Robinson, Darnell Mooney. Well, that's uh, maybe the worst offensive line in all of football. Arlington so, Hambright. Arlington Hambright. He will, will be, be getting starting. a start. My guy from the Buffs last year, seventh round yes. draft pick. He'll be starting at left guard this Sunday. So, yeah, that's rough. So, I'm hyped about the offensive line. Oh, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> um, For your own so, personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- that's where I would be. Uh, I'd be a little skeptical, but Cam Newton, I really like. I think he'd be available for a lot of our listeners. Um, cool. Moving on. Yeah, running backs, I think, unless you guys want to throw any other quarterbacks on as we go. I've got Zach Moss as a start this week, piggybacking off your Josh Allen take. Um, everything you've said is correct in yeah, that sense. Yeah, to it, man. I think Zach Moss is going to have a good one, too. Totally. I like the way his usage is trending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Great match. And I think they feature him a lot in the uh, in the passing game too, which is not just for PPR, but like I've said before, even if you're in standard and you don't get points for receptions, you still like to see a running back be that involved in an offense and it gives them more opportunities to score. Yeah. Um, you mentioned James Conner already, and I am with you 100% on that. Great matchup against the Cowboys in general. Yep. I like a lot of what the – Steelers have going for them this week. Um, I like David Johnson a lot. They're playing the Jaguars, you. right? Dang, you're just stealing all my man. David Johnson is a guy that I've been I've been championing him all season, and I like the way that Ooh, Romeo Cornell. I th- I thought with Romeo Cornell coming in that maybe things would change because Bill O'Brien was so inclined to play him from that sunk cost fallacy. But I think that Romeo Cornell realizes what he has in David Johnson, and he's been solid, man. And this seems like a guy that you're probably predicting an injury coming soon, but he's been solid, man. I love him. No, and they have seriously no one behind him. I might as well empty the clip on running backs. Um, I think Wayne Gallman's a, a sneaky start against the Washington yeah. football team. I think the Giants win that. 
Um, and he gets a touchdown and gets more carries. I also was pretty impressed by him Monday night and how he looked. He looks bigger than he ever did at Clemson. I like how he's running downhill right now. Damon Harris, same thing as Cam Newton. Oh, Love that matchup. Oh, you've taken all of mine. Damon Harris is another guy that we need to the run draft, through. So. Yeah, yeah, no, he's been great. Fine. He's you've held on and you got to that was a an, an asset you had to be patient about. Now he's rewarding you tenfold. And he's and creating yards match. for himself too, man. Like he will, he refuses to go down. I love the way he seeks out contact. He's been fun to watch. And again, he's been used in the passing game as well. So yeah. James White, I thought would be a threat to him. And he kind of just isn't. Uh, Jamichael Hasty, I like this week as well. Green Bay, like I mm. said before, 32nd in the NFL against the rush. So More than McKinnon? Because McKinnon will be healthy for that, right? I don't think so. I'd have to double check, but he was pulled from that last game when he re-aggravated an injury, so I don't know if we'd be healthy in time. Right. Um, but I, I do like Michael Hasty in this matchup. Even though he's somewhat underperformed last week, he still got a touchdown. He was still involved, um, but I like him to be a little bit more involved this week. And Nick Mullins doesn't look horrible. So with wide receivers kind of being a question mark there in uh, San Francisco with the COVID thing going on with, I believe it's Kendrick Bourne. Is that correct? And they have to mm-hmm. kind of isolate the rest of that wide receiver room with, I think, did Dante Pettis just get traded as well? So now they're uh, down cut. to base. Oh, he just got straight up cut. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I traded. But now they're down to basically just Kendrick Bourne and uh, what's his name? Brandon Ayuk. And if they have to isolate those guys and, you know, Kendrick Bourne can't go, something happens. Like all of a sudden it's like to Michael Hasty and nobody else. So um, I yeah, like his Ma- opportunity this week. McKinnon is healthy, but he has not played well the last few weeks. Yeah. And then I'm just going to go out on a limb here. And this is a guy that we touched on earlier, but I think Chase Edmonds has a really big week this week. What's the matchup there? Miami. Miami. Oh, yeah. Oof. But I, st- I still like the way he's involved, man. I don't know what to make about that Miami defense. Um, I think that Kendrick, Kendrick, or sorry, Kenyon Drake coming back from that injury, they're going to they're gonna be cautious with him. And I think that uh, I, I like the way that. No, he'll I get think the they're, they're second. Yeah, but Miami, Miami their secondary is good though. Yeah, but their secondary is what dominates, I think. And I, they're gonna they're gonna focus so much on what's his name, DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk might have a good opportunity if they mm-hmm. double Hopkins. Henry, running backs you like? We just listed off like twenty, so it's yeah, okay you guys caught most of the league. Um, we can go to sits if I'll you want. Throw Antonio Gibson in there too. Uh, really like that against the Giants. Um, mm. but one I am tempted to say is a sit is Zeke going up oh, against yeah. Pittsburgh. The numbers are down. Same can can you justify putting Ezekiel Elliott on your bench no. though? Yeah, I yes. think I think you have to. You can. I think so too. I mean, you have to be smarter than just looking at a name. You have to be now, smarter your, than that. Your point. depth the might last be three weeks and so depleted. You have no other option. I yeah. guess, but at the same time, man, like. If it's a Michael Hasty's on the way, where I pick him up and start him over Zeke, and it's if you have literally no other options, then I guess you have to. But Zeke is going to get you like six points max. No, we agree. If you said over under seven, I would take the under. Oof. Yeah, seven's so low. I would I would take the over, but yeah, his last three weeks are six, eight, and six, man. I know. It's just un- that's just under seven average. And this is a better defense. It's and they're starting. Who the, the who are they starting now? Who are the guys that they're between Garrett two Gilbert. guys? They'll start Garrett Gilbert. <sighs> oh He's God. terrible. He's a hot oh bag God. of garbage. And the way um, that their defense just gets shellacked, there's no chance, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, I'll also on a sit side, I've got JK Dobbins or any of the Ravens running backs right now. I think you need to pick up Dobbins. I like how he's looking moving forward for now though. You want to sit him. Don't get too excited about that. They're playing Indianapolis. Great matchup. Probably safe to say start none of the running backs on either side. Hmm. At least that's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, you might be in a tough spot where you have to start Jordan Wilkins and then go for it. But... Oof. Okay. Uh, anything else on running backs? Not particularly, nope. no. A receiver. It's a Will Fuller week. It's kind of a all Houston wide receivers weeks. I mean, if you need to start Cooks, cool. If you need to start Cobb, you know, that's a variance in how deep your league is. I'm cool with that as well. Um, Cobb actually I, has a pretty decent matchup I'm looking right now against Trey Herndon, who's given up 12.1 per week. So, I mean, it kind of depends on where Deshaun Watson's going to look, but I think that of the cornerbacks, Randall Cobb is actually drawing the best matchup. That's interesting. Um, that's really intriguing. Uh, it's a, again, but like you said, it's a, it's a good week across the board for any of them. I think yes. it kind of just depends on – where Deshaun Watson well, himself is going to end up looking. Right, but right. Randall Cobb, if, if if you're desperate and you're in a deep league, Randall Cobb could actually be a, deep, a good play. Yes, no, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, Cooks, if you're in like a 12-team league, maybe as your flex. Cobb, if you're in a really deep league, maybe, you know, it, yeah. it, it varies. Uh, Crowder, though, again, so many injuries and COVID stuff going on for the Patriots. Crowder being back, he's always productive. When he's, he's guaranteed back, to be back. He's questionable, but so monitor the situation, but I believe he'll be back. Honestly, if he's not start Braxton Berrios because the slot receiver out of that offense is the only thing that's producing. It's kind of wild. You know, I love a short guy, but Braxton Berrios, I have a hard time getting on that train. He produces in fantasy though. Um, We talked about Mike Thomas. I think you'll want to start him this week. Um, I like Deontay Johnson as far as Pittsburgh wide receivers. He's been trending nicely. I think they'll get a long bomb on those kind of um, inconsistent. I'm going Chase Claypool this week, man. Between the two of them, I'm going Chase Claypool. Going up against uh, Trevin Diggs. Let's make that a bet. Yep. Easy. I say Deontay Done. Johnson. You say Clay, Clay, Chase Claypool. Uh, and I think it's a Darius Slayton week in New York for the Giants against the Washington football team. Really? Yeah. Washington has a sneaky good defense. I don't... Uh... Up front. Back yeah. seven, very bad. All right. So I think Slayton will get you a couple big places. Yep. Uh, anyone going up against Seattle has got my vote at this point. You're not going to not start Stefan Diggs, but uh, I think that John mm-hmm. Brown could also have a good week as well right. Right. with some long bombs there. This He's one of those guys in that Terry Kill mode or Will Fuller mode where they kind of, you know, they need that good matchup and they need to just get those mm-hmm. couple of receptions for big yards. And I think this could be a week for him. So if you're desperate, um, that's a good place for him there. Um, Julian Edelman going up against the Jets. So you're going to be yeah. back and healthy and everything. Oh, I'm actually not sure. That's a good point. I like the matchup, but I don't like Cam's throwing arm. I can get on board with Cam having a good week this week, fantasy-wise, but I think that's only by virtue of running the ball, exactly. So not passing, because watching him pass the ball has just been painful. 
Justin Jefferson as... should be back to his form as well. He had a disappointing week last week, but I think that he'll bounce back against Detroit. Um, he's going up against Jeff Okuda, his, who has really just – he's not looked as good as he was supposed to be, especially That's this season. Rookie so. cornerbacks sometimes on bad teams. As far as sits, don't like the Jacksonville wide receivers. Mentioned that earlier. Uh, Mike Evans, definitely don't like Mike Evans. No surprises there. Corey Davis, hate that matchup for Tannehill and the Titans this week against Chicago. So Corey Davis, a sit for me. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney, I think, could be sneaky good this week too. Ooh. Against Tennessee. He's the guy we talked about earlier. I did a little more research okay. on him. And I'm starting to like him more and more. No, he's playing well. Nagy likes him in kind of that Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman role in that offense. Um, we I like can... the Chargers receivers. I think this is going to be a big week for against Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Mike Williams still available in some leagues. It's kind of crazy. yeah, it's crazy. Um, he's playing well. Hopefully, you you were able to pick him up. Um, as you guys scroll through any last wide receivers streaming options at tight end that have you intrigued, is Bobby Tunyon a start tonight against the Niners? Hank, you're our Packers whisperer. Uh, I don't know why they had the to make Packers it so whisper. hard to whisper with them tonight. Like <laughs> the the COVID stuff, the injuries, like. Are he I, and Edmund, I, Adams the only like healthy starters on offense? Him, is Rogers, that game for sure Adams? happening tonight? By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. not pushing it back. Seems no, it's like the it. only one they can put on TV. You yeah. can't push that back. Um, I, I do think that, I mean, the ball has to go somewhere, and you have Devonte Adams, and it's got to be Rob Tanyan. I mean, maybe, maybe you could even say whichever Packers tight end you have is worth a try. Yeah, no. Um, I think it might be a Bobby Tunyon week. It might be a Jordan Akins week. We love everyone on Houston against the Jaguars. Um, if you're desperate at tight end, that's kind of a streaming option. And Logan Thomas against the Giants is another not terrible matchup. Again, thinking yeah. more streaming options just because tight end, unlike running back, wide receiver, or even quarterback, a well-defined kind of top six to seven and uh, if you're not someone who owns one of the top six or sevens, you're kind of forced to stream. Um, so that's why I wanted to focus on that. So I'm banking on the uh, the Broncos pass offense to have a good week this week. I think that the wide receivers will do decently, and but Judy I think that no, no offense in particular, I think is going to just you know, go Some off. people are on, on, on that Albert O train. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, still I'm still like a Noah fan, man. That guy is just he's a warrior, man. Like he has like beast. these he has these small injuries and he just he refuses to go out. He refuses to drop the ball. Like you against the Patriots, man, watching everyone drop the ball, but Noah Fant was not. Like he was the guy that Drew Locke knew he could go to. And I think that now that Drew Locke is starting to find that edge back again, he trusts Noah Fant. Led the team uh, in I targets like and receptions, I believe, and also had a really nice block. You might think, why, why the hell are we talking about a block on a fantasy show? That's going to get, get you rewarded on the for field. That. Damn straight. Very good. Very good yeah. guy. Um, okay, we got to jump to questions, folks. And and you can give me any other start sits, streaming, streaming options at tight end. But uh, we have five minutes, so I want to make I'm sure. I'm done with tight ends, yeah. We, um, and Rob has a great tight end question for us. I have Gronk and Waller. I need a second wide receiver. Someone offered Juju 
for either Gronk or Waller thoughts. Oh God. Obviously you wouldn't do it for Waller. Would you do it for Gronk? I would say no. I don't think you can. Well, but if I mean, Juju looked like he was coming back. There's just so many, so many weapons. Shoot guys. I just realized it. I'd rather have Gronk in my flex and like pray he gets a touchdown in a PPR than Juju at this point. Yeah. Guys looking at me like I'm crazy, but I think it's more like I'm looking at myself like I'm crazy because I'm agreeing with you. (laughs) Right. It goes to show you how much Juju's stock has plummeted. It's embarrassing for him that we would be having a conversation. He had one bounce back game. I need to see it again, man. (sighs) Next. I guess that's a no. Would you trade away Allen Robinson for Jonathan Taylor and Fulgham? I yes, have yes, yes, Cook, yes. Swift, and Drake for running backs and Jefferson Parker. This can Corey Davis at wide receiver. This is from Yosef Robast. I was about to say no, but the fact that you added Fulgham of all people is an absolute yes for me. I would almost take that one for one Robinson yes, for exactly. Fulgham. Yeah. Agreed. And the fact that you're Agreed. getting Jonathan Taylor too, I guess. Yeah, sure. And honestly, with the fact that your wide receivers, two of them are Devonte Parker or, you know, you have Parker, Visca, Corey Davis. I'm selling Visca. If I can, I'm selling everything with those Jaguars wide receivers right now. I could kind of use a full gun. Um, so yeah, yeah you basically say, just drop Visca at that point. That's your drop candidate, right? Yeah. Cause you have to pick up two to send one. So you'd have to drop somebody it would be Visca, which you're fine with dropping, right? Yeah. Yep. Nasir asks, if he plays, do I drop Lamb for Lazar? I'm in win now mode. Alan Lazard playing Hank? Uh, he is, yeah. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I thought so too. Unless um, I missed something. Man. Just drop CD? That's hard. Honestly, I, mean, I feel like you should have a better option than either, right? But who's buying yeah. CD right now? Yeah. No, no one's buying CD. No one's buying CD. So then he's droppable, man. It's a tough choice to make. I've seen T.Y. Hilton on my waiver wire and declined to pick him up. Yeah. Because I've been like, wow, that was a bold call to drop T.Y. Hilton. And then I sat there and I looked at T.Y. Hilton against my other wide receivers that I had on my bench. And I was like, you know what? Okay. For I example, up. I'm in a league. It's like 12 team right now. Um, would you like instead of Lazard, would you drop CD to pick up Mooney? Yes. Um, what about McCole Hardman? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not easy. I guess, yes. I just, I don't see any reason to be holding on to CD right now. It sucks. Yeah. He's a really, he has a lot of talent. Totally. And once they get a, a good quarterback there, that's going to be like, it's well, a feast and offense, but without you- a quarterback, they're nothing. Would you rather either of those guys over Lazard? I would. And again, T.Y. Uh, Hilton. I think, I think I'd rather T.Y. Hilton over Lazard, and he's available in a decent amount of leagues. I would think I'd rather I would Sammy take Lazard. Watkins, who's injured right now. I think I would take Lazard over Nicole Hardman, but not Darnell Mooney. I like Darnell Mooney's yeah. matchup this week specifically. Cool. Yeah. Um, what wide receiver should from Joker 13? What wide receiver should I be looking for to get in return for Kareem Hunt? This is the final question we have. We need to a wide receiver for Kareem Hunt. It's got to be like a he's got to be up there, man. Because that we've already talked a lot about positional scarcity, 
And if you're giving up a running back to get a wide receiver and Kareem Hunt is like, he's got to be like right around that 15 mark for running backs, right? Points per game. Uh, Drake, can you pull no, that up for he, me? He's higher than that, man. Um, okay, 10? In PPRs, at least, in a point-per-game basis. Then it's got to be a top-five wide receiver, in my opinion, man. Yeah. If he's trying to flip Kareem Hunt, it's because, I mean, he's saying a wide receiver. Through. I don't know. I can't get my stuff to update my rankings, so let me try to go through here. I mean, I think you'd start at the top. You know, you start with Devontae Adams and see if you get told no there. After that, try for DK or Calvin Ridley. Because I, I, I do think you'll get Calvin Ridley to... could be a good pickup because he's injured. Yeah. But I you do catch think him, you catch him on a little bit of a low point. You really you should be able to lower. get a top five receiver for Kareem Hunt. Because even, okay, you're going to say that Bradley Chubb is coming back and that's going to eat into his value somewhat. But even when Bradley Nick Chubb, Chubb was there, he was still feasting. Nick. Like Brad, or sorry, Nick Chubb, sorry, is yeah. not, he's not really a threat. Could you imagine though? I know he's not that much of a threat to his his point production man and Cleveland like they are cooling off a little bit but at the same time Kareem Hunt is like he's still featured in that offense and now with Odell Beckham out I think they look a little bit more his way and they run him on routes and everything else like that so he can he can pick up some of that role that OBJ is leaving behind I still like Kareem Hunt's value so there you go. You should be getting a really high wide receiver. Top five, man. Just because it's a running back four wide receiver. Top ten at the very least. But even then, I guess if we got into like Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs for Kareem Hunt, I'd I'd rather hunt. I'd rather hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That is uh Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool. None of those guys are worth it. You need I more. Think so yeah. more maybe if you get another running back. Back. Yeah, if it's a package, then I'd be excited to get one of those two with another sure, player. Sure. But if I'm giving up Kareem Hunt, man, yeah, you already know how much I favor Kareem Hunt. So I do, I do. But the numbers back that up. It's not just me being biased. No, that yes, for ones, uh, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, your bias has been proven to be correct on Kareem Hunt, as much as I hate to admit that. And on that note, um, on that note of uh, praise, uh, reluctant praise to my co-host, uh, we bid you adieu and best of luck yeah. tonight in this wild Thursday nighter where... Um, I could list about eight running backs that aren't playing and I am quite confused on which running backs will be playing. So best of luck with that. Uh, yeah. And best of luck with your fantasy tune in Sunday morning for our pregame show where we'll be talking more football fantasy and what have you. And we will see you all live on Tuesday, um, for our recap of the week and other questions and buy low stuff and, all those kind of fun things. And I do remind you, please subscribe to the podcast, DMVR fantasy. We won't be in the DMVR Broncos feed forever. So subscribe, leave us a review that really helps us out. Thanks folks. We'll be back soon.